my fantasy football lineup. On In The Zone. Real life on the farm is kind of laid back. Ain't much an old country boy like me can't hack. Early to rise, early in the side. John McKechnie, fantasy analyst over at rotowire.com. On Twitter, you can find him at John's underscore tailgate. And if you have a pertinent start or sit question, you can fit it in right now. 50857. Afternoon, John. How was the Nick Whalen wedding? Oh, absolutely electric. Uh, Top notch all the way through. Welcome party was fun. The the ceremony was great. The the bride came down the aisle. This is in a church, mind you. Uh, But uh, her old pastor and, and the music guy there uh they got it set up to where they played africa by toto they had someone on the bongos going i mean it was wow awesome. that is not how i would have pegged it but that is <laughs> that sounds like a good time well, let's talk about something that won't be a good time and that's thursday night football carolina at chicago not exactly a barn burner any fantasy appeal here deontay foreman adam thielen i mean i guess there's a couple guys right Right, so they're the guys that, that you know, have kind of slid to the periphery a little bit. Thielen's still a top 10 uh, receiver in, in this matchup for, for this week. Um, and then with Khalil Herbert uh, not being active, we don't think, for, for this one, you know, that, that does make Foreman uh, a startable asset this week, even if uh, Carolina did pretty well against Jonathan Taylor last week. Um, so DJ Moore, uh, I feel like is the one that people have, have been asking questions about. It's like, uh, you know, do I start DJ Moore or, or someone a little bit more fringy, like, like a Tank Dell uh, or a Demario Douglas? And I, I, I say start your horses. Um, start DJ Moore, even still. Uh, he's got revenge in his blood going up against Carolina. And uh, even though it wasn't uh, Tyson Bajant, uh his Thursday night performance about a month ago, Crazy. I know that's not actually hard-hitting analysis. I, I'm I'm half kidding, but I I would start DJ Moore this week if I had him. Dyson Badgett last week was uh, somewhat fantasy viable. He was over 200 passing yards, couple of touchdowns, 70 yards rushing. Turned the ball over like crazy, but that's more of a real life <laughs> impact than a a fantasy impact. Um, but yeah, that I I didn't even think about that revenge game factor. That makes me like DJ Moore a lot more. He seems like. Seems like the kind of guy that would want to stick it to his old team. You mentioned one of my favorites, though, Tank Dell, who has been he has been uh, uh, just a darling for me because I was I was begging people to draft him all throughout the fantasy draft season, and it's paying dividends. Uh, I still haven't been starting him enough, though. He's on basically every roster that I have because I was the Tank Dell guy. Um, but is he now venturing into? I guess the answer would be no for you. Must start territory. Um, I, I think that that he is. Um, I think DJ Moore it, it, on a given fantasy roster might might kind of be occupying a different spot. You know, as you as your high end wide receiver two. Uh, Dell is definitely flex or wide receiver three viable this week. Uh, we're not expecting there to be seventy plus uh, points scored up in Cincinnati that this coming weekend, but. Uh, that that Houston injury report yesterday was was jarring. It looked like a Ravens one for, from uh, you know early in the season, something like that. And, and Nico Collins and Robert Woods both a little bit dinged up. Plus Dell on his own merits uh, definitely being worth a start. But he might even be force fed even more targets here, especially if, if Houston is trailing. Uh, their backfield is a mess. They basically aren't concerned with running the ball anymore. It seems like they've kind of given up on that. That's all well and good. It certainly plays into the hands of someone like a Tank Dell. So uh, Tank Dell is sort of like your Puka Nakua. And while I was looking smart in September, uh, you're looking smart heading into the fantasy playoffs, which is the, the preferable 
outcome on on your end but yes i've had to eat my words on dell i just figured that all the boxes that i like to be checked in a wide receiver prospect whether it's when they break out how old they are when they're when they're coming into the league uh you know the the physical measurables things like that dell didn't check most of those boxes if if not any but at the same time that the film was electrifying during his time at Houston, and it's been amazing for it to, to transfer over um, to the to this level. And and yeah, I think he's someone that you're you're going to be hard pressed to to uh, put him on the bench anytime soon. Yeah, it, usually it's not that clean. Led the led, led um, FBS in receiving yards, and now is a full blown star, or at least close to it in the NFL. Just one year later, right, let's talk about Jamar Chase. He was spotted at practice today. Um, we don't know what his status is for this weekend. What's your gut telling you? What are the tea leaves telling you about his availability? And I saw T. Higgins pop pop up on the injury report as well. Yeah, so this is kind of a dicey um, injury situation for for the Bengals because they also have a short week coming up next week before they head to Baltimore uh, for you know a game that, that's going to have a lot of implications for for playoff seating and, and maybe the AFC North um, in general. Uh, that that play of the injured is back on. Uh, he just sold out down the field going uh, you know crazy trying to trying to jump up for for that uh, deep ball lands flat on his back. I mean that looked really really painful so it it wouldn't surprise me if he does try to gut it out and play through it but i I do worry about him being about 80 85 percent effectiveness but even still especially with t higgins uh being dinged up in his own right with 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 a hamstring i believe i think chase still guts it out and plays and I, i think that he'll see his you know requisite uh, target volume and everything that we like to see there might not be as explosive this week, but I, I still think that he's someone that, that you're starting barring, you know, some sort of change on the injury report on Friday. We're talking to John McKechnie, fantasy analyst over at rotowire.com. Don't worry. He will be giving us another red hot college football pick at the end of the segment. Those have been money. Uh, I need to start betting them or not. I don't want to ruin your mojo. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> Kyler Murray off the injury report for the first time in a long time. Haven't seen him since week 12 of last year. What do you expect from him in Atlanta right out of the gate? So I, I'm not sure if I'm starting him in, in a one quarterback league, although, you know, with, with the with the Tua's and, and the Patrick Mahomes is uh, and Matthew Stafford's on, on a bye this week, you, you might kind of be uh, forced in, into doing it regardless. Uh, my outlook for, for Kyler going into this game is I don't think the Cardinals are going to be able to run much. And I don't think Kyler's probably going to help us much in terms of the rushing production coming off the ACL. But I do think that he has talented pass catchers around him. I do like Trey McBride. I think Michael Wilson has a lot of untapped potential that, that uh, Dobbs, couldn't get to, and, and I still like Hollywood Brown as a fantasy asset. Rondell Moore is exciting. So there's a lot around him, and I don't find that this Falcons defense is amazing uh, by any stretch. I think it's definitely solid, definitely better than what they've had in recent years. But I think Kyler Murray projects as a high-volume passer this week, and, and if we can get two touchdowns out of him and close to 300 yards, I think you're going to be very happy with that. So I've been excited to ask you about this guy. I sort of blew the budget on him in one league, and um, yeah, it's a boomer bust play, but I think the boom could be the, the upside is really high. Keaton Mitchell of your Baltimore Ravens has been explosive when given opportunities. He looks like the best running back in the backfield. Gus Edward, Gus Edwards is still going to have his role because he's kind of the between the tackles tough guy, but what do you see as far as an outlook 
this week and beyond for what Keaton can Keaton Mitchell be that guy that helps carry you to a fantasy championship or is this so I, build? I posed this question to, to Mario Puig uh, on the Rotowire NFL podcast earlier. I said, is he is Keaton Mitchell the, the poor man's Devin A. Chan? And he said, nay. He's the middle-class man's Devin A. Chan, and nice. I, I like that answer a lot. Uh, <laughs> Keaton Mitchell is someone that, that had my eye uh, during his time uh, at East Carolina. Incredibly explosive running back. I mean, it, you don't really get running backs in this league that are running sub 4-4. Four, four. He runs a 4-3-7. Ran through some contact, ran through some arm tackles last week uh, in, in his kind of arrival against the Seahawks. And, yes, I, I do think that Gus Edwards is going to be the guy that gets those key goal line carries or Mark Andrews can get the red zone targets, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, you know, there, there's been some hand-wringing, oh, he's not going to get the, those money opportunities. It's like, well, can I interest you in scoring from outside the 20-yard line? Because Keaton Mitchell can do that. And and I think that the big thing for, for the Ravens is Justice Hill has been giving them mediocre production uh, ever since J.K. Dobbins went, went out for the season. And I think they've really needed that that speed element out of the backfield. I think Gus Edwards is super effective at what he does. That that doesn't change. I don't think that Mitchell takes any work off of his plate necessarily. But Justice Hill, I'd be very worried about his uh, projection moving forward because I think Keaton Mitchell is the real deal. If he stays healthy, which I'm a little bit concerned about with, with the uh, kind of undersized nature uh, of his game, but even still, um, that explosiveness, you don't find that on the waiver wire most years, period, Like, let alone at this stage of the season. So uh, Mitchell is someone that, I would, that I'm comfortable starting this week, even against a, a tough matchup against the Browns. And I, I think going forward, he's going to be that, that guy that we're seeing every Sunday when we're watching the recap shows. Oh, there's Keaton Mitchell down the sideline for 50 yards once again. All right. Uh, I, I called him an empty-the-wallet player uh, earlier in the week, and I, and I followed suit with that, and I'm feeling pretty good after that bit of analysis. John, you have been scorching hot, and we've been ending these segments of ask you about your college football bet of the week. You run the college football betting side of things over at Rotowire. You guys have the uh, the whole slate covered across the sports landscape, this being one of them. Your picks have been so money, and I have not been betting them. And I regret it, obviously. But now, as you and I were sidebarring over the weekend, I fear that if I hop on now, I'll ruin your mojo. So I want to let you know that unless it's a play that I was already intending on making, I will not be betting whatever you tee up. So you just have that comfort. You can enjoy your winnings, and I will just continue to golf clap you along the way. Well, I, I appreciate that. As you said, you know, we had to set some ground rules over the weekend as Utah was just uh, putting Arizona State to the paces. Um, I'm back on Utah again this week. It's a huge matchup in the Pac-12. They're going up to Washington to, to face the undefeated Huskies. You know, Heisman Trophy on the line, college football playoff spot on the line in Washington's case. Utah's catching nine and a half, which is not a great number to be backing them at because, you know, you, you'd prefer that to be over 10. But even still, Utah and that physicality, and they got to be feeling good about themselves after, you know, kind of riding the ship last week. So I do like the Utes at plus nine and a half against Washington. Um, a little bit more in your backyard. I think Miami gives Florida State a game this weekend. I, I like them at plus 15. And then uh, for, for those who are into the, the more niche picks, Memphis minus 11 over Biff Pogey's Charlotte 49ers. Give me Memphis. Uh, Charlotte was, uh, they were a preseason darling after that. I remember um, that head coach at Media Day caught all sorts of headlines. 
That, that he's a maniac. He was at yeah. Michigan these last few years. I'm raising my eyebrows. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Speaking of which, real quick, last pick, Michigan-Penn State. I'm having a hard time with that one. I, I feel like uh, Penn, Penn State would be the right side at home, plus four and a half, but Michigan is is sort of a freight train. We just haven't seen them play anybody. The, yeah, they, their schedule, literally, they, they've just had preseason for two months, Michigan has, and, and Penn State... Uh, they were my my dark horse pick to win the Big Ten this year. They they go up to to Columbus, lay an egg. So that kind of it's a little bit sour grapes. Maybe I shouldn't penalize them for for that in this particular matchup. But I think Michigan goes in there and gets the win and and gets the cover on top of it. I think they are just kind of that level of unstoppable this regular season. And I'm not sure who exactly matches up well with them nationwide. But for this weekend, even with it being in Happy Valley, uh, I like Big Blue. The latest injury news, DFS advice, and analysis. Get it all at rotowire.com. John McKechnie, you can find him there. Thanks so much, John. appreciate the time. Yes, sir. All right, I'll catch you next week. Thank you. First four things coming up. Magic Hawks tonight. We'll preview it next. 96.9 The Game. FM. HD. Online at 96.9thegame.com. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app. And on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. An iHeartRadio station.